Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Go to Hebrews 11. Go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. And we could look at 11, 11. I want you to know this. Every promise. Now, we've been in the promises of God. Now, you want, let me give you the overview, okay? So everybody stand with me. The promises of God contain the power of God, okay? Now, this is how it works. Now, let me explain to you why God cannot do what God, just, just God do it. God cannot do anything without faith, okay? Now, you got to get this. Because we were separated from God because of sin. Okay, now let me explain something to you. When man got separated from God because of Adam's sin, God sent Jesus to reconnect man back to God. Hello? Okay, just because you're connected back to God doesn't mean every one of those promises are instantly yours. The same faith, now you got to understand this now, by grace, through faith, were you saved. Y'all know that? So by grace, through faith. So grace provided everything. Faith accessed what grace provided. Okay? We're going slow. We ain't, where are we in a hurry? We ain't in a hurry. So that means me and you separated because of Adam's sin. We are in trouble. Jesus coming to the earth paid the price of redemption. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we were who were full of sin could become righteous. Okay? Now, that seems one-on-one. If it's so one-on-one, though, you're going to get it if you understand what I'm saying. Because here's the thing. We think, oh, God's just going to do it. God can't just do it. He needs faith to do it. So God had to figure out Jesus was the word, okay, and he had all those promises contained within that covenant, okay? That was Galatians chapter 3. Remember that? He said not into seeds. I'm not going to go deep. Seeds as many. I'm going to lose you if I go here. Here's what happens, okay? Seeds as many, one seed to Christ. Here's what he's saying. Everything you need was in Jesus, and the minute Jesus came on you, in you, everything you need from that word can connect with the Jesus in you, and you can manifest it in the earth. That means you are hope-filled in the life now in the earth because of what Jesus did. That make sense? So when you hear, by his stripes you were healed, that ain't got nothing to do with you. So here you go. I'm going to blow your head out. Because Well, you know, maybe. No, no. It, God and Jesus cut that covenant. You just get in on it. Why are you looking at you? Where's your faith? I could care less about your faith. Just accept what he did. Everybody go like, my faith. I got to have great faith. You ain't going to have no faith. All you got to do is accept it. Remember last week I told you, me and Paul come in here, we decide, hey, we're going to give out $100 bills in the church. And me and Paul agreed to give out $100 bills, and you showed up today, and we handed out hundreds to everybody in the building. What do you got to do with that? All you do is partake of what we decided was already going to be. That's the same thing God and Jesus did. Made a covenant and said, you part of it. You ain't no saying it. You can't fix it. You can't change it. You can't add to it. And you can't do nothing to stop it. Besides unbelief, rejecting it. Well, I don't feel like I'm worthy. Bump it. I'm taking that hundred. How many of you walk in here would reject the hundred and be like, I don't think I really deserve this. 
Let me give mine to Pastor Chris. Great, that's a great idea, but praise God. Come on, no, you ain't going to do that. You're going to take it. You see the mentality in it? God and Jesus did it, and all you got to do is get in on what God and Jesus did. So why you keep looking at you to tell me whether he should do what he said? You weren't there in the beginning, and you ain't going to be there in the end. Just get what I'm saying. God and Jesus put this deal together for you to be a partaker. That's what grace laid up. Faith accesses what grace already provided. You see it? Now, here's the question. Now, get this. Where where is all this good stuff? Now, you got to understand it. Now, let me show you. Let me me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Before before I go jump into the faith one, go to that 2 Peter. Can you go to that 2 Peter? I'm going to mess it up. Go to that 2 Peter. Was it 1-3? I think it was. 2 Peter 1-3. Isn't that right? Wait, wait. Now, you got to get this now. God put everything. Now, you got to get this, okay? The, The inheritance of the word of God is where the promises are at. Does that make sense? So God's like, I'm separated from you. I'm trying to get it to you. How am I going to get it to you? Because me and you are separated. I sent Jesus to connect you, but Jesus can't do it all for you. You got to have a connector. So he goes, okay, Jesus gives me access, but the promises of God give me the ability. Write that down. Jesus, you got that Second Peter 1, 3? Pop that up there whenever you get it, please. There you go. So did you get what I just said? You, give us, you ain't got that. You don't, you don't have the power to do this. But once the word shows up, you got access to the power to pull it off. You know what I'm saying that? You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But once that word shows up, you got the capacity within the word to produce that word. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You all seen people not being able to do nothing in a situation where God already said they could be victorious, but they're not because they have not believed the promise. The promise contains the potential to produce. All you need is promises. See, because that's how Jesus got himself to you. Jesus, God got Jesus over to you in word form. God, you ready for this? God put his faith in the word of God. That's how he got his faith to you. God put his faith in the word of God and then gave you the promises to release his faith in your situations. That's how he did it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. He put his faith in it. And when you need it, you go find it. And the minute you hear it, it activates it. Once you hear it, and now here's the thing, you're scary. You, I'm more scared of you than the devil, man. Because you're a rejecter of what you hear, you can't get none of this book to work. Because it's all based on you. It ain't based on God. People are blaming God for death. Well, God didn't do, God didn't do, God didn't say, God, 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 God. God's looking at you like, nah, 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 nah. I said yes and amen to every promise in that book. I said I stand behind it and I back it up with my word. I made a covenant with myself when I could swear by no greater. I swore by myself. When I couldn't figure out how to pull it off, I put it in the earth. But he put it in word form. See, the word form is a seed form. It's not a completion. That's the problem with people. They're trying to pull on a full harvest even though it's in a seed potential. See, word is, he said, I liken the word of God unto a seed. He didn't say it was a tree yet. He said, 
Who, what did he tell you? He said, and then after the seed, full kernel in the ear, first the blade, then the ear, then the full kernel in the ear. He said, look, he said, faith is like a mustard seed. He said, what happens with that seed? As soon as it grows, it can bear the weight of birds of the air. It's going to take a little time, though, to let that seed grow. That's the problem with people. They want to put a demand on a seed. You can't put no demand on a seed right away. You have to put time in seed to produce a harvest. Now, some of this stuff's instant, but a lot of these promises are faith and patience. And, a day, and I told them in the morning service, we are in the worst season of life. Let me tell you right here now, this is the worst this is the worst lot timeline. I'm going to say it even better. This is the worst dispensation of time to be living in to try to produce faith and patience. In the 70s, it was a lot easier to produce faith and patience. In the 80s, it was a lot easier to produce patience. In the 60s, a lot easier because everything was slower. Bro, if I literally call right now, food could come to the door and be here in 25 minutes. We never lived in this before. They're going to have drones. You know this is true. They're going to have stuff. You're going to order it now. Bleep. The thing going to come on a drone. They're going to drop it on your doorstep. We are going to be so shot out with faith and patience. And let me tell you something about God. He ain't going to change. Are you keeping up with the times in the church? Are you guys staying, are you guys staying relevant to what's going on? No, because God's still going to be faith and patient forever, bro. And patient endurance forever. He ain't going to drop no drone promises off on your doorstep. You got to start mastering faith and patience and endurance and promises and learning the system now. Because just because the world's speeding up don't mean God's changing because he ain't. He ain't going to change. In the church, let me tell you what this is doing in the church. It's making the church even weaker because the church is like, well, if it ain't now, make me happy and give it to me now and do that thing and make it blah, 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 blah. And how what time we out of here? It's a mess. It's going to get worse. And God's going to still work on faith, patient, patient endurance. You know what's going to happen? If the church gets weak, the earth will be destroyed. It's true. You mark my words, you'll see, because it'll just be itching ears and wild craziness because it ain't instant. And we're going to talk about the promises of God and faith and patience, and this is how you're seeing. Write this down. Truth is timeless and ageless. You ain't got to be new in the kingdom, or you got to be a scriptural. This is the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Are you guys staying relevant? Relevant? What do you mean relevant? Yeah, we're not wearing bell bottoms right now. Chill out. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, man. What am I supposed to do? You got a new package for Jesus? Jesus came back right now. He going to be in sandals in the road, bro. He ain't changing it. Might be Gucci, but praise be to God. It's going to be nice. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? No, we can't. Do you, what is, why? I don't understand what this preacher is trying to tell me. What I'm trying to tell you is you better figure out the system that God uses to produce promises because he's not changing the system just because you think time changed. You got to go get prom. We got to do that old school stuff. Get a scripture, find it, put it in your eye, put it in your ear, put it in your mouth, put it in your eye, put it in your I don't want to do that. Then stay right where you are because nothing's going to change in your life. And that's that God's honest truth. And now I'm going to help you because I told him this in the morning. You know all you Bible reading people do your one-year Bible? I love you. I want you to. But if you said to me, Pastor Chris, I got 15, because I know what I'm working with. I got about 15 minutes a day is what I probably get out of most of you. Maybe 10. It's Okay. I'm cool with it. You go to work. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. I'll give you this thing. and I'll give you a five-minute shot of this thing so hard, it'll last a lifetime. I'm going to show you what you need to do. I'd rather you have five scriptures you meditate on a month 
about the promises you need to manifest now. Then you tell me about the ark, because I could care less about the ark that Noah came over in. Don't really care. Don't could care less. That's what Brother Hagin used to say. Live in the epistles, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. It was written to the church, the church today. Stay there. I don't, I could care less about some things, bro. I don't know Goliath's brother. I don't care about his brother. You understand what I'm saying? You guys, if I got 10, 15 minutes a day, where are the promises you need this month? And what are you working on this Well, you know, we're at, what is my, number one, find where we need help. We got some married problems. Go find some married scriptures. We got some money problems. Go find some money scriptures. I got some health problems. Go find some health scriptures. Go find some stuff that you're dealing with right. I got, my mind is all over, but I feel like I'm losing it. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Go find the scripture you need to fix the situations you're living in right now. That's more important to me. I did my one-year Bible. Great. I want you to do the one-year Bible. Don't say Pastor Chris said don't read the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. But if you give me 15 minutes, you give me 15 minutes, I want you in them promises. Where do we need these promises? I don't even know what the promises are. Google it. You'll find out. Come on. Get what you need. Because here's the key. I'm telling you now. The power is in the promise. If you don't get the promise, you don't tap into the power. If you don't tap into the power, I can't change your results. So until you find the promise, you don't find the ability, even though you can have access to what? Everything the promise said you can have. Why do you think he's telling you faith comes by hearing? Because I got to hear some stuff about what I'm going through so I can get the ability to go through it. Without the ability, look, man, you didn't need no scriptures on grief until grief hit your doorstep. You didn't need no scriptures on wealth until poverty tried to chase you down. You didn't need no scriptures on healing until you felt something weird in your body. I know they're there, but I didn't need them. But right now, I need some stuff I didn't need six months ago. And you're over there. You better, what do I do? I take that. You better go find them. That's a treasure book. See, you got to understand something. What's the word of God? It's, your, it's really not the word of God. It's your inheritance. It's what you've been left. It is the word of God. You understand? That's not me drastically changing it. It's your inheritance book. It's your last will and testament. You know what I'm saying? So what am I going to leave? What am I going to leave when I leave here? I'm going to leave my will. What am I going to write in my will? Whatever I think them little jokers deserve. I've threatened them all with it already. I said, I can write you out. Did I tell you get them to obey when they get older? Trust me, this is what you do. I'm telling you the secret now, because I don't really care, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm ornery. I said, look, bro, don't be giving me no lip. Paperwork, the ink ain't dry yet. You know what I told them? I told them, don't tell them I told you this. I said, man, I said, listen, I said, there's clauses in that thing that if you don't obey, you lose money. What do you mean you lose money? <laughs> yeah, you don't act right. You don't talk right. You don't, you don't serve the Lord. Somebody thought it was funny. I told them, man, they read. You know, I told them when they were little, if they read their Bible, I'd pay them. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Motivate them little jokers. Read your Bible, you get five bucks. Five bucks reading your Bible? Don't I care? 
Oh, you buying them. You ain't buying them. You're showing them the reward of obedience. I'm telling you, listen to me. What do you leave when you leave the earth? You leave your inheritance. You put it in your last will and testament. Do you not? Have you ever seen a will? What's it say on it? Last will and what do you put in a last will and testament? The stuff you want to leave to people that are staying in the earth when you leave. You getting this? You got a new testament, an old testament, and the new testament is better than the old testament. So he said, I got a new. Come on, somebody. What's in that book? It's your inheritance left by your daddy. Oh, my God. You ain't got no shout in you today. You hear what I just, you think I'm kidding? Whose idea was that? Listen, you know what your problem is, Sonia? Some of you so religious, I'm going to smack religion right in the head. Some of you, see, you know what the problem is with you people, some of you? Now, some of you got this. You got that. Well, you know, I don't think. Look, man, don't get mad at me because my daddy wanted to leave me some stuff. He's your father, too. Hello? We all in the family of God. So if he wanted to leave, see, then they get mad at you, right, when you start really claiming it. Like, I'll take that. Well, you're greedy. Why would you take that? Why are you taking that? Because he left it for me. What, you leave it on the table? Don't you leave nothing on the table. He left healed on the table. He left blessed on the table. He left sound mind on the table. He left no more fear on the table. He left the blessing of the Lord on the table. He left the glory on the table. He left the bank. He said, I got a banquet table. Lay it out with good stuff. Come over here and take what you want. Ever go to your mama's house and eat? Yeah, right? She don't tell you, oh, baby. She don't, come on, man. Mama don't say, oh, you only can get one. You only get one. You never go to your mother's house and only get one. Oh, honey, you can only get one. We only got one. Not when your mother's cooking. What does she got? And especially when you come home. You ain't been home for a minute. What happens then? Big spread. spread. Listen to this guy. Big spread. Why? Plenty. Plenty. Some of you are walking around like your daddy's cheap. He ain't cheap. And then so they get mad. Why are you taking on it? He, should, he made the streets gold. If I want to wear it around my neck, mind your business. He put diamonds in the wall. What do I care? Put it on your finger. Put it in your ear. Put it in your hair. Put it through your nose. I could care less what you do with it. They get mad. They're like, Pastor Chris, look what I got. I said, trust me, ladies. I'll shoot through my nose, my ear, my head. Look, bro, if you can get it anywhere, put, get teeth, I'm down. I might just get a grill and go for it. But if I get a grill, it's going to be gold and diamonds. Why? That's where I come from, heaven. Yo, I got pastor drip. They told me I got it. I'm dripping all over everybody. Come on. Well, get me a big old grill with diamonds in it. That'd be cool, bro. Ah, come get you preaching the word of God. Hi. Here I am. Why'd you get it? Because I can. <laughs> you better. No, you're getting. Well, it wasn't my idea. It was his idea. Then they get mad at you for you taking what he gave you. Well, who do you think you are? He left it for you. Take it. And then you know what people are? They're lazy. They don't want to go in that Bible and find it. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Everything you need is in there. But now you go, well, what do I got to do? How do I get these promises? Just because you're Christian doesn't mean they're automatically going to come upon their life. You got to go claim when we call this terminology claim. What's claim it mean? Look, if somebody left you a will and there was stuff in it, you don't just walk around with paperwork going, ooh, look what I got. Go to safety deposit box. Look, I got a, well, look at the paperwork. Look what I got. Oh, they left me this. Look at this. 
I got this, and I got that, and I got this, and I got that, and I got this, and I got that. Isn't that cool? That's beautiful. Where you live? Uh, I don't have a house, but there's one in the paperwork they left me. They left me a house. See right there? They left it. Here's the street. Oh, they left your house? Where are you living now? I, I live in the woods. <laughs> Stop. No, no, you know nothing about Look, somebody probably lives in the woods here. I'm not making fun of you. Just stay with the story. Somebody, you, you offend somebody everywhere. Right? Uh, I, I'm on my bike right now. They left me a car, though. They left me a car. Someone left me a car. You said that's in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Now, look, that's stupid stuff compared to my body don't. He left me some healing. He left me sound mind. He, somebody walked, somebody used to love you, left, said goodbye, don't love you no more, and now you hurting and don't think you're worth something. He left value in this testament. He left blessing in this testament. He left the inheritance of the Lord in this blessing. He left everything in this blessing. This thing's hardwired for success. This thing's hardwired for greatness. And you say, what do I do? Where is it? And I got paperwork. I got paperwork. You run around the house. Woo! I got paperwork. I got paperwork. You got to go take that paperwork down to the bank and say, hey, bro, guess what? I'm the inheritor of the inheritance, and you got to go claim it. You got to go to the lawyer and say, hey, I'm the beneficiary of the blessing. Amen. Guess what you got to do in the earth? You got to tell that stupid devil. Don't you know who I am? I'm the inheritor of the heavens and the earth. Don't you know my daddy? I'm here in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you got to claim it by faith. How do I claim it by faith? You got to put that promise. Now, let me tell you something. I don't understand this. I ain't that smart. You know, like outer ear, inner ear stuff. Doc, you're going to have to help me because I don't understand none of this stuff. All I know is this. I hear myself on the radio. I sound different than I hear when I speak with my mouth. That's the difference with the outer and inner ear. What that means is you sound goofy on the tape and you sound different in person. Do you not? That's the outer and inner. I don't know what section's working, but all I know is it's good for you. Your mouth speaking those promises and your heart hearing your mouth say those things changes your world. That's Romans chapter 4. He said what? He said, God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Does that make sense? You got to call it. You can't, you can't call it the way you see it. You got to call it the way you want to see it. You can't, you can't speak negative. No negative. Look at your neighbor. Say no more negative coming out your mouth. Oh, I'm, a, I'm meddling right now. You want to see it? No, no, no. I got, now I got you. Now I got you all caught up in confession because y'all, 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 don't, y'all don't talk right. I felt it. Did you feel it? I felt it. Did you feel it? Did you feel it? Man, that's why, that's why I thank God I ain't got no notes. I got them somewhere. There's like 82 pages of notes somewhere. So, Pastor Chris, are you going to use those notes? Probably not. Why? Because they're going to bound me up. But you see what I said that? Did you hear when I said that? I felt that in here. Did you feel that when I said it? Go to Matthew 12, 33. I know what that is, but I want you to see it. Matthew 12, 33. You better watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Ha. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to hear me today. Yeah, now they're, all, now, they're all, now, they're all, now they're all ducking for cover. You can feel like, I'm not comfortable right now. My wife just looked at me. Uh, my wife just looked at me twice, and uh, she knows I've been, I've been cussing this week, and it's been bad. It's really been bad. I've been cursing my life with my negativity. Hey, you got to watch your mouth, okay? You got to watch your mouth. 
I'm not talking about cuss words. I'm talking about word cursing. You're cursing your destiny. God said you're blessed. You're talking broke. God said you're healed. You're talking sick. Okay, I get it, guys. There is, there, is a, there is a place. How do I put this? There is a place where you cannot talk like that Christianese where, like, we live in denial of everything. You know what I mean? They, they, don't, they can't talk. You can't, they don't say nothing. No, no, you got to be real. Okay? You've got to put it out there. See, I've got a problem. Here's my problem, but here's the word of God, and the word of God is greater than the problem. Is that good? Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or make the tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt, because every tree is known by his fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but there ain't no talking fruit trees besides in, like, you know, I don't know, some stupid Disney movie or something, right? Either make the tree good or his fruit good, or a tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. So you know by your fruit. You know what that means? You know what I mean by that? You know what I mean by that? Fruit is what you see hanging off the tree. People fruit would be your character or conduct. You know what I'm So if I look at your character and conduct, I'm looking at your fruit. Now, how many need to change some of your fruit? Praise God, right? We got some fruit work to do, right? We're going to work the fruit. Look what he says here. He said, make it trigger. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now, he's getting on these people saying, you, you got it messed up. You messed up. You ain't going to talk no good. You know what I'm saying? You let people talk long enough, they're going to show you what's in their heart. For the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. He's going to say that here. So you don't like, you're like, well, brother, ah, praise be to God. No, no, no. You got to watch your mouth. Well, don't say nothing contrary to the word of God. Does that make sense? Don't you ever say anything different than what God says about you. And if you don't know what God says, be quiet. Multitude of talking, there's going to be sin abounding. So you're better off not saying nothing. Okay, look. For out of the, look at this. Oh, generation of survivors, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. Whoa, wait a minute now. Where them words get in my mouth? They came from my heart. Now, let me show you something here now. I could change fruit real quick. You know that? You might think it takes time to develop it. We could change it if we can get you saying what God says. But watch this, okay? How did it get in my heart? It got in your eyes and got in your ears. It got in your eyes and you got in your ears. That's where James said this. He said it like this. He said, you deceive your own heart with the words of your mouth. You know how that happens? Wrong ideas. You okay with this? Are you getting this? Is this making sense? You understand what I'm saying? So you know why you're talking like this? You got the wrong things coming in your gates. They're coming in your eye gate and your ear gate. He told him, he said, Joshua 1, he said, meditate therein day and night. Meditate therein day and night. This, don't let this book of the law depart out of, the, out, of your, out of your eyes and out of your mouth. Out of your eyes and out of your mouth. Why? Because whatever you see and hear, you eventually will do. You got that? They're laws. I could change anybody. I'm telling you right here now, there's not a person. I could change anybody if they're willing to hear. Anybody. Anybody. I'll regular, if you get around me long enough, I'm getting better at this. Well, you know, you, you get around people, they'll regulate your life. Because they, they, carry, they carry within the capacity to change the atmosphere they live in. That's because you get good at this. Because you don't allow yourself to meditate outside of the word of God. Okay, that's another day. You got to start doing this, though, in your mind. A good man, did you see this? 
go, go, back to, go back to 34. Let them just look. You got to see it up there, please. You're doing great today. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you be? Speak good days. For out of, everybody say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, let me show you something right here now. That's Romans chapter 10. Don't go there. What the heart man believes unto righteousness, right standing with God. And then the mouth confession is made there unto salvation. So you see it? Belief is found in the heart. Belief. Belief. Faith works in your heart while doubt could be working in your head. The problem is you can't let what's in your head come out of your mouth. Now here's, now this is for the, this is for the seasoned listeners, okay? So bear with me. You need to stay in this atmosphere, everybody in this building. I'm telling you right here now. I'm telling you, listen to me. If you don't understand even what I'm talking about, because some of you are rookies at this. This is new. Just stay in the atmosphere and agree with me. It'll take you, you'll see what I see, know what I know, and go where I go because you connect with me. That's why I talk like that. You reject what I'm saying, you ain't going nowhere. You're staying right where you are. But if you stay with me, I can take you there. Let me tell you why I said that. I didn't say that arrogantly or egotistically. I said that because I need you to pay attention. Okay? Now, let them see that. Pop that up there. Okay? Watch this now. Come over here. Stay with me. Okay, watch this. Here's what happens. Now, I know what you're thinking. You got this thing like abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Righteousness. Now, here's the problem, and don't forget this. It's very deep, but it's very simple if you listen. The spirit and the soul connect in the heart of man. Okay? When you became a new creature in Christ, brand new you, in the heart of man, spirit and soul connected. They have to be connected. It's Romans, it's, it's Hebrews 4. Because the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing us under the soul and the spirit. The soul and the spirit can only be divided by the word of God. So that goes to show me when the word of God is not in operation, it connects itself. And then the word of God comes and shows me how to separate it. And then it comes back together. It never leaves because in the heart of man is where the soul and spirit. Why am I saying this? Because I love you and I want to help you. Because you're thinking, how in the world can I talk so stupid in one minute and the next minute I'm going to flip the switch and talk like God? Easy, because I did it. I talk like God knows what, but here's what you do. See, because even though, you, see, this we got to realize. You are the only living being that could speak life and death. God can't. He can only speak life. Because you came from the fall and came back. You're the only being. The devil can't speak life. He can only speak death. And you're the only being being that could touch either world because you've been in both. God's never been fallen. He doesn't even know what you're talking about. But you touched it and came out of it and came back, but you got memory that reminds you where you were. So, man, if you're not careful, what you'll do is you'll talk out of the wrong side. You could talk out of your solar side even though you're a spiritual being. That's why your fruit changes quick by whatever we're tapping into. But if you follow the word, it'll take you to the spirit life. See what I'm saying? So you could talk like a moron in the morning and by the afternoon, you're killing it, baby. Come on, you see it? You see it? Oh, God, I quit. There's stand. God, why, why is thou forsaken me? You know, you like, you crucified. God, Shabbat, the Shaktani. Why is thou, why is thou crucified? And at night, you're like, oh, praise him, praise him, praise the Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, man. I'm good at this. Don't take me to work on your car. I don't know nothing about that. Look, you see what I'm saying? I know. And then you're like, well, how do I change it? Real quick. Stay connected to the word. 
But why did I say that? Because your mouth is dangerous because it identifies where you're at at that moment in time. It's the only identification you have because actions precede the speaking. So here's the problem. I don't get my mouth right. I ain't get my body right. It's a law. Remember James chapter 3? He said, you put a bit in a horse's mouth, you steer that joker. You put a rudder in that car, the boat, you steer it. You put that tongue where it goes, your body's following. It's a law. Said any man that cannot sin with his tongue, he's a perfect man able to bridle the whole body. How do I control my body? Your body's out of control till your mouth controls it. You make it do it. Tell it to get up. Get up. Tell it to do. Tell it to say. Tell it to see. Tell it where it can go. And the only reason why some of you got problems, you got no vision. Yeah, the only reason, you know why people got problems? They got no vision. Once you got vision, I'll produce through. I'll de- vision, write this down. Vision demands direction. It's true, it does. Because vision don't let you go where you want to go. Don't let you hang around with a bunch of losers. It makes you hang around with people going somewhere. Because once you get a clear vision, it shows you where you can go, how you can say what you're going to do. See, vision demands. Vision demands. Demands direction. And I'll tell you what else it does. It produces discipline. The only reason why you don't have discipline in the areas you're looking, you ain't got no vision. You go get vision, your life will take a brand new altar. I'm telling you, I promise you it's true. I could change anybody that lives these principles. They're God's principles. The power's in the word. I can't do it. You can't do nothing. Neither can I. But with God, you can do all things. Ain't that good news? We all, it's equal. Yes and amen. You can have it. Oh, you got to, How? Oh, look at this. How can he say yes and amen, you can have all of it? Because we all came in equal to get it. Ain't no difference what you can get and what I can get and what you can have. Ain't no special anointing for you and no special. Get out of here. Do you know what it is? You come in and say, Jesus, I'll take it. He said, good. Now you got the ability to do it. You come in and say, Jesus, I want it. He said, now you got the ability to do it. Praise be to God. You didn't have the ability two minutes ago, but now that you got that promise, you got access to ability you didn't have. Yeah, it's true. That's how it works. Now look right here. You okay with this? Remember I told you that Romans thing? What the heart man believes, believes, and with the mouth confession is made salvation, power of God. So if you don't have to believe first, your words, they ain't going to connect right. See, spirit and soul, that means you can go in either pool. See, because you human being. Jesus said death and life is in the power of the tongue. They didn't love to eat the fruit thereof. He said death and life is before you. Choose life. Remember that? He tells you to choose life. He t- open book test. Choose the life. Why? Because you can choose either one. See what I'm saying? All right, here, let's finish. Oh, I, I, abundance of heart, let the mouth speak. Keep going for 35. You don't know this stuff, but it's good to hear it again. A good man added a good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. What did he say? He said, your heart is like a treasure chest. He said, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart. He said, he's going in that heart, and he's pulling out the treasure. Good man out of the good treasure bringing forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. He said, what's your heart? What's in your heart? Go fill your heart up with the word of God, and good stuff will come out. Go, go meditate in the love of God. Go meditate. Oh, my God. People are like, oh, people hate people. People hate people because they're stupid and ignorant. You know that? Ignorant, stupid people. Tom, you go put love in you, you squeeze me, love will come out of me. 
You know what I'm saying? Let's put stupid stuff in it. Yo, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like that. <laughs> shut up. Go meditate in love. You meditate in love. You marinate in love. Just sit in the love of God. Ooh. Crazy people come around you like, ooh, God bless you. Hallelujah. And then, then you know, use them. You need them. Use them. I'm looking for wacky people every once in a while. I really do. Now I used to get, I used to get mad when wacky people showed up. You know, like when you show up outside of church. Well, some of them are in church. But, you know, and then wacky people show up, and they're like, ooh, ooh. You're like, ooh, praise God. This is, you're, you just became an opportunity for me to go to another level. Let me show you again. Okay, you didn't get that. Okay, listen, guys. You are going to have to go through some stuff where some real winners are going to, I call them winners. You know, there's a couple winners. You know, there's, I call them special kingdom people. You know, some of them are special in the kingdom. They're special. God made them for a reason. We have not figured out why. Maybe they're a work in progress. They'll get there. So you have special kingdom people. You might be sitting one right next to one right now. Just don't look, just look straight ahead. Kingdom people, they will help you walk in love. And then you got the wackos outside here that are demon possessed. They'll, they're real, those are extra bonus points if you can make it out there. Because when you get around those, when you get, look, you probably get like five points for the ones within the building, but you're getting like 25, 30 for the real wackadoos you got out there. They're best, right? They show up out of nowhere and like, you know, just really wear you out. And then I looked at it like, you know, I used to look at like, why is this happening? Now I start looking at it like, hey, here's some extra credit points I could get for kingdom personality right now. Like, you know, they show up, like the one day, man, I, I was not kidding. I'm walking out with the pastor and the guy's cursing in the parking lot at me. And I go, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? How do you do this? I'm minding my own business. Car beeped a little bit. Beep, 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 beep. The guy's like, then his beeper went off. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, get your beeping car. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm going, this is like a supernatural bonus day right here. This guy's gonna get me like 50 credits in the kingdom of heaven right now. Because I could run across the parking lot, smack him with the right hand of fellowship. That's one option. That's one option. Just right over the top and bam. That's a point, that's a bad day. Because then I gotta use my credit points to repent. And I'm stacking this up. Kind of like, you know, I've been playing this spiritual video game. You know, I got a couple of lifelines. I'm good. I got a couple of extra lives. I've been doing great. And now I'm going to, but if I run across the park line and smack him in the head, I'm probably going to use 100 points that I really don't want to waste. So now I got an option. Constrain myself with the love of God or just go for it. And just when you think about it, hey, you know what? Get the 50 extra bonus points. God bless you, brother. Hallelujah. Hey, well, okay. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. I bless you because you're cursing me. Amen. See, this is what I'm saying. This thing is going to get you in trouble if you don't constrain it by the promises of God. And here's the problem. Look right here because this is where you're sucking and I'm done. You can play. Good man had a good treasure of the heart, bringing forth good things. Evil man had a evil treasure, bringing forth evil things. Look at this next one. But I say unto you, every idle word. Ain't no kidding in the kingdom, baby. No idle words. You know what that word idle, Brother Norval, I said, <laughs> I said, that's an, he laughed so hard. I said, those are idle words or unemployed words. They're unemployed. They have no direction or destination. They're just idly thrown in the air. They're, guess what? You're still accountable for them. That's why I don't waste them. Every idle word that men speak, they shall give account, therefore, in the day of judgment. Every word. 
You got to prove it. Put it to proof. And that's not to freak you out. But this is the scary part. For by your words you'll be justified. That means just as if you never sinned. And by your words you shall be. So if you speak in words that don't line up with the blessing, don't line up with the promise, don't line up, they don't produce no fruit and they don't produce any kind of what? Condemnation means what? Depraved of ability to change. There's no change in condemned words. But he says what? But with thy words thy shall be justified. That's just as if I never sinned. That puts me back in the spirit side of life. Your words are defining your life. What are you going to say? Don't say nothing different. You know what you say? I ain't got nothing to say. Man, you know, sometimes, man, somebody asked me something. I said, you know, I, your mama taught you this. You ain't got nothing good to say about somebody. Don't say nothing. Ain't no worth saying it. You know what I'm saying? What do you say about your situation? I'm just going to say what God says. Say what God says. Look, man, here's the deal, man. He, if God called those things that be not as though they were, Every time you do, you do what he did. But here's the key with that. You ready for this? He said, he said this. He said, call those things that be not as though they were. God will quicken it to dead and call those things that be not as though they were. Abraham against hope believed in hope. That means it ain't going to look good. Don't look for change to tell me what you're going to say out your mouth. Against hope believed in hope. Against hope believed in hope. That's the hard part. Can you believe in hope when there is no hope? He wasn't saying the situation changed to make me help. Here's the problem with us. I'll say something different if it looks hopeful. That's not what he said. He said against hope, anything looking hopeful, he still said what God said even when there was no hope. You see it? See the mentality of it? I'm just going to say what God said. Go out in a blaze, man. Just keep saying what God said. But here's the thing. Don't connect your life to death. Because if you connect your life to the death, you ain't going to be able to change where you're at. See, here's the thing, guys. I'm done. Say what God said, because you can only get a different outcome when you do. If you just say what you see, it ain't going to work, because you're bound by a law. It's a law of confession. Amen? Come on. Okay, I'm going to pray for some people. Some people came not feeling well today. Come on, stand up on your feet. We'll keep the distance as best we can. But if you need a miracle in your body, I want you to come down here now. Now, I'm being serious. Everybody, just let me do, go slow. Don't nobody come. Lift your hands to heaven. I got to justify and clarify, Okay. That doesn't justify like meaning weird. I just want you to understand what we're doing here. If you're in this building and you, and you got sickness in your body, and don't be embarrassed. This is, a, this is like a hospital. It's a healing house. So this is what I'm saying. If you got a, maybe, you got, maybe you got a lump, bump, growth. I don't know. Maybe you got diagnosed. Now, don't, I'm going to let everybody come that wants to come, but I got to be specific about the anointing for a minute. So just hear me, and then you come. If you're sick, not I got a cold, I got a flu, not that kind of sick. You got a doctor's report. wasn't good. Maybe it's good. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's just something. I don't know what it is. Meaning like this. Oh, it's not great, but I got it. You got a doctor's report and you need hands laid upon you. For healing power to go in your body, I want you to come down here. Okay? I want you to come now. Come on. And then you come. Okay? And then you got, you got anybody? Who, who brought the people? Come down. You got, is, that your, is your friend here or no? You got your friend? Miss Janet, I can't see you. Can I see you? Are they here? Come down. Is that your friend? Tell them to come down. Come down. Anyway, healing power. Calm down. Miracle in your body. Sickness in your body. Now listen to me. Everybody look. Nobody look. Nobody look. Nobody look. You ain't got to worry about who's coming down here. Sickness in your body. Disease in your body. Cancer. AIDS. I had it all. Hepatitis. I had a guy who had hepatitis. What's the one you can't get rid of? C, B, D. I don't know. Whatever. C? C? Got healed. Went back. Took blood work. It was gone. I'm talking about miracles. I ain't playing. Mine, that's... 
See, the anointing that's in me will drive that out of you if you agree with me. I don't care what it is. You understand that? Okay, now listen, I'm going to go real slow. You're sick and body. Now you're battling something you can't get a win over. Close your eyes, everybody in here. You're battling addiction. You're battling mental oppression. You don't feel like living no more. You're battling drugs. You can't get out of the bottle. You can't get out of this. You can't get out of that. You, stra- you strapped. You shooting it, snorting it, hitting it, whatever you're doing with it. I don't care. Let's get rid of it. Listen to me. I'm telling you now. And you might feel like your mind shot out or you feel like you can't live no more. You don't want to live no more. You want to quit. Get up. Go to the wall. Go over and come down here. They ain't going to know nothing. Ain't nobody going to know nothing. Come now. Everybody's eyes closed. Don't look around. And don't you wait and hesitate like you some baby. Now, that's rough, but I need activation. Now, that's that I needed that. Lift your hands to heaven. Don't be in there. It's a house of hope. This ain't about, this is about the anointing. You understand this? I love people. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.